Hello brothers and sisters in Christ. It's a very nice morning here. I'm standing with 12 feet across behind me in the place that we usually meet. There's about six inches of snow on the ground and we are having some warmer weather now. So hopefully all this snow will be gone at some point and we'll have an unusually warm spring and we can cram several more of our meetings here at the cross in this year. I enjoy them so much and I really miss all of you guys sitting here and listening and participating in the worship of God. Today we're going to be in Joshua chapter 1. And this is really going to set the tone for this year at the cross. It's going to give us some marching orders, but it's also going to give us our battle cry for this year. So if you will please bow your heads and join me in prayer. Father God, we ask that you come down with your Holy Spirit and join us as we listen to this, whether it be in our homes, in our vehicles. I ask that you come down and give me the words I need to say here at the cross, Lord. I ask that you clear our minds from all unneeded clutter. I ask that you open our hearts to receive this message, that you open our ears so we can hear this message, Lord. Open our eyes so we can see around and see the truth that is in the message. Lord, I ask that you forgive us all of our sins, as I know that many of us, myself included, have sinned. So I ask for forgiveness of these sins, Lord, so that we can come together with you as a collective body free of sin, with open hearts, with open minds, and with open ears to hear your word and to hear your Son, Jesus Christ, proclaimed. And it is in his name and through his blood that I pray. Amen. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I give them, that is, to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon have I given you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Parath, all the land of the Hittites, even unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not a man be able to withstand thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not leave thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide the land for an inheritance which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and of a most valiant courage, that thou mayest observe and do according to all the law which Moses my servant hath commanded thee. Thou shalt not turn away from it to the right hand nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Let not this book of the law depart out of thy mouth, but meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe and do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make the, thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Have I not commanded thee, saying, Be strong and of a good courage? 
Fear not, nor be discouraged. For I, the Lord thy God, will be with thee whithersoever thou goest. The landscape for Israel has changed. Moses had led them through the wilderness and Moses was now dead. Moses had died in Moab. He was able to see from where he was across the river Jordan and he was able to see the promised land, but he was never able to enter it. Moses' minister Joshua was called by God to lead the people into the promised land. God told Joshua, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon have I given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Parath, all the land of the Hittites, even unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Then he tells Joshua, There shall be no man able to withstand thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not leave thee, nor forsake thee. No one shall be able to stand against you. And God promises Joshua, I will not leave thee or forsake thee. When God changes your heart, you are his. He has set his seal upon your heart. He will not leave or forsake you. You may not like some of his answers. You might not like some of the directions that your life will take. But God is still there with you. He's still guiding you. He's still leading you. In verse 6, Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide the land for an inheritance, which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Verse 6 starts with part of a phrase that will be our battle cry for this year, and probably many, many more years to come here at the cross. It is repeated in verse 7 and verse 9. This phrase. Be only be thou strong and of a most valiant courage in verse 7 and verse 9. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. And fear not. The Hebrew words in here in verse 7 only be thou strong and of a most valiant courage in Hebrew it is rock kazak amats only strength and courage and that is a loose translation but it is translated only strength and courage God needed to remind Israel several times to have strength and courage Chazak Amatz, prior to the promised land. And why is this? Why did he have to continuously remind them that they needed to have strength and courage? It is a simple answer, but the answer will come from your reading scripture and not listening to what some want you to believe or old wives' tales. You see, Israel had wandered 40 years in the wilderness 
All the men of war that had started out on the journey had died because they did not obey God and they would not see the promised land. Israel came to the Jordan River. As I said, Moses seen the promised land from afar and was never able to go into the promised land as he had died. Joshua will now lead Israel into the promised land across the Jordan. And despite what many people will say and what many people have heard, Israel is not going to walk into a bountiful land and set up shop. They're not going to waltz into a land full of everything they want. No. In fact, Israel is going to war. The men of Israel prepared themselves. They readied themselves. They made their armor and their weapons ready. They got their war plans ready. And it was time to invade the promised land. The priests with the Ark of the Covenant stepped into the Jordan. And the water stopped and began to heap up behind them. 40,000 men of war walked across the now dry riverbed into the plain of Jericho. Joshua had told these men, Hereby you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly cast out before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. Joshua knew God was with them and the Israelites knew God was with them. Yet they needed to be strong and of a good courage, of a valiant courage. They needed to have Chizak, Hamatz. They left their wives, children, and cattle on the other side of Jordan, and they readied for battle. They weren't going to just walk into this promised land. They would be giving nothing without a fight. The promised land was not going to come easy, but with strength and courage, with Kazak Amats, to the glory of God, it would be theirs. 40,000 men of war across the Jordan. The priests step out of the river and the waters come crashing in. Israel has arrived to take their promised land. The war begins. The battle where God fulfills His promises to Israel. Sadly, Christianity has become soft in modern day. Most Christians have no idea what Scripture truly says. Bible stories have been watered down to seem softer and less offensive to the outside world. Most have no idea that the promised land had to be secured by force. Most think it was a land of tulips and poppies and fields of daisies with beehives galore dripping with honey, rivers of milk. It's like a scene from the Wizard of Oz with the yellow brick road and munchkins, but it wasn't. It was a military campaign. 40,000 men of war ready to fight, ready to claim their promised land. God would give them the victory, but he wasn't going to just hand it over to them without a little work on their part. They had to have Kazakamats. They had to have strength and courage, and they had to fight. 
Yet soft Christianity thinks God is going to hand everything to them like a spoiled child. Do I read my Bible? No. Do I pray? No. Can I have a conversation without dropping 15 F-bombs every sentence? No. Can I not use the Lord's name in vain? No. Again. But I'm saved. I'm saved. I got baptized as a child, so don't worry about me. Don't you worry about me. Let me tell you, I am worried. I'm very worried. I'm worried about your souls. I'm worried about your eternal destiny. Paul told us to put on our full armor of God in Ephesians so we may stand, that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. We are in a war. We need to have kazakamats, strength and courage. But do we? Sadly to say, most of us, not at all. We can't be bothered in our everyday life to do the things the Lord asks of us. It doesn't take strength and courage to do what we want. It doesn't take strength and courage to do what you want. To live your life how you want without a trace of God, without a trace of Jesus Christ. It doesn't take strength and courage. It only takes spiritual ignorance. Claiming salvation, claiming the blood of Christ while exhibiting zero fruits of the Spirit and zero traits of being a Christian has done nothing but lure you into a false sense of security, playing you right into the hands of the one trying to destroy your soul and allowed you to make a mockery of the blood of Christ, of the cross of Christ to the outside world. The Kazakamats, the strength and courage to worship God, to worship Christ at all cost, you have not. The desire to worship yourself, your wants, your desires, your idea of right and wrong, that is what you have. When you don't get your way, your God of self is forced to suffer, to be crucified on the cross of self-pity until you find a way to get what you want then you can pull yourself down from your makeshift crucifix and go on with your heathenistic life. The Lord is asking today, where are my warriors? Those men and women who will do as God commands, who will not turn away to the right or to the left, but go headlong into the battle with Chizak, Amats, strength and courage for the glory of God. Those men and women who meditate on God's Word, who are reading, who are praying, who are studying. And you know, I've said it almost every sermon that we all need to be reading that we all need to be praying, that we all need to be studying. And I don't say this for my own good. I don't say it because I like the sound of my own voice. I don't like to hear myself say it. I say it because it needs to be done. 
Christianity has become weak because of weak Christians who lack discipline and lack drive. Who haven't read enough, prayed enough, or studied enough to understand the score. You are in a war, yet your head is in the sand and you've left your hinder parts exposed. Salvation, the blood of Christ, is nothing more to you than a dust-covered trophy from years gone by, a prop to make you look morally upstanding to those around you, a reminder of your glory days when you were smart enough to tell Jesus Christ that He was going to save you that day. And the question looms, what have you done with it? Have you had the Kazakamots to stand in the face of Goliath? To stand in the face of certain death and proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? To tell people about Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Through reading, prayer, and study, do you have the faith to move mountains? Do you this day know the God of the Bible? Or is your half-hearted worship to a God that fits your ideals and your morality? Are you worshiping a God that is made in your image? Does your God allow things the true God finds abhorrent? Are you unwittingly asking God to show you who the true God is by your actions like the prophets of Baal? Must fire come out of the sky and consume your idol before you will believe enough to have the Kazakamots to stand up for Jesus Christ. It is only by pure grace that God has let us go on as long as he has. Where are my warriors? Warriors like David, who will stand in the face of Goliath and say, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the host of Israel whom thou hast railed upon. This day shall the Lord close thee in mine hand, and I shall smite thee, and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the heaven and to the beasts of the earth, that all the world may know that Israel hath a God. I don't say any of this to condemn anyone. I don't say any of this to shame anyone. I don't say any of this to make any of you feel bad. But consider this. Consider this. You're called to battle. And I pray you accept it. The Lord has prepared me to know that many of you won't. Many will not have the ears to hear this message, will not have the ears to hear this call to battle. Many won't get this far in this message if they choose to listen at all. And the Lord's prepared me for this. For those that are still here, for those that are still listening, the Lord is asking, where are my warriors?
Where are those ready to fight for me? Satan is engaged in an all-out attack on our families, our relationships. He's attacking every aspect of life, and we've done nothing. We don't speak of God. We never say, have a blessed day to people. No offers of prayer when we see people need it. No Bibles out. No Bibles out. Dust free. It's time. It's time. It's time to be faithful to God. It's time to strive to know our Commander-in-Chief. It's time to begin to fight back. Time to get on your knees. Time to cry out to God. Time to get saved. Time to devote your life to Jesus Christ. It's time to read. It's time to study. And it's time to pray. It's time to buckle up the boots. It's time to put on the armor. It's time to live your faith. Fight for your faith. And if required, die in battle for your faith and for your God. Brothers and sisters, heaven is our promised land. If you have no desire to fight here on earth for it, no desire to have the Kazakamots to be a Christian with Christian values and unrelenting faith, don't be surprised if in the end you see the promised land from afar yet are unable to enter in. Entry denied due to disobedience. The same reason that those men of war who wandered in the wilderness for 40 years didn't see their promised land. For those that desire the promised land, be strong and of a valiant courage. Fear not, nor be discouraged, for the Lord thy God will be with thee wherever thou goest. Heaven awaits the faithful. Let this be our battle cry. Rock, Kazak, Amats, only strength and courage. This is the beginning of an old Hebrew battle cry. And thus was added to it, to the glory of our God. Rock, Kazak, Amats. Rock, Kazak, Amats. Rock, Kazak, Amats. All strength and courage to the glory of our God. Who's with me here? 2021 is the year to fight. 2021 is the year that we are going to engage the devil in battle. 2021 is the year that we're going to step it up. 2021 is going to be the year that we, as a group, begin to have Kazakh Amats to the glory of our God. Amen. Father, I thank you for this group. I thank you that I know that there will be many that listen. There will be many young and old, small and big, weak and strong, that will hear this message, Lord, that will hear this message and stand up and be ready for battle, that will stand up and be ready, ready to fight, ready to read, ready to pray, 
ready to study at a pace unlike they ever have. And I thank you for this group, Lord. For I know that they are a dedicated group. I thank you that you have taken a cross in an old potato field and have turned it into something I never thought it would be, but you did. I thank you that you are with us, Lord. I thank you that you will give us the strength through the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. I ask, Lord, that you start bringing people in. I ask that you start bringing people to their knees in salvation, crying out in repentance to the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that this year there will be a move here, unlike any that we have seen so far. And it will be undoubted that you are behind it. It will shake foundations, and it will shake people to their cores. And I thank you for that. I praise you for that, Lord. We thank you for your son. We thank you for his cross, and we thank you for his blood. We thank you for that payment of sin. And it is through the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and through the blood of Christ shed for our sins upon that cross at Calvary that I pray. Amen.